0: Don't burn yourself out in the Philly market. Go play other markets outside of uh, PA. Uh, Come back, prove to buyers and
1: people who book shows that you're worth selling tickets and that you can do it. And uh, don't oversaturate yourself until you can do that. And that right there was Kevin with Bad Habits Booking, the promoter for this entire event, again at Kyber Pass Pub for Plays' showcase in the fall. But if you're a beginner band or musician, You want to know, how do you get the show? How do you book gigs? What does it take? What do you have to do? Where do you look? How do you contact people? Well, then this episode of Playscast is for you. Check it out. What's going on, everybody. It's Brandon again with Philadelphia's own Playscast, where we learn directly from musicians, creatives, and showgoers, just like yourself, to thrive in the Philly music scene. And today, we're actually in the Rec Philly room doing this podcast with Ian and Casey, um, talking about booking shows, what it takes to get gigs, and what exactly you and yourself can do to stand out and make those connections. But first. How exactly did these showcases get started for plays, and what's it all about?
2: Yeah, so uh, they kind of came upon naturally. We were building this app that was supposed to help, you know, connect the community and get people plugged into the scene, and uh, part of that is throwing shows. So we wanted to become kind of a presence in the scene and use shows as a way to promote plays. Uh, as well as promoting artists that we came across. Specifically, what we're trying to do is highlight different styles of music. Um, but also, this this bill in particular for the Fall Showcase was bands that we had met and who have we had great experiences with and who we know are good representatives of the Philly scene.
1: Do you have the list of the bands that played that night?
2: Yes. Yeah, so the Fall Showcase was the Tisburys, uh, it was Riverby, it was Air Devi, and... Mitamu, a Moo which uh, they they actually won the headline slot uh, in the beta hi-fi contest So if uh, you haven't listened to our episode on beta hi-fi it was episode two. Uh, go check that out And you'll learn a lot more about meet and check out their music too because they are incredible
1: Now one of the awesome things we were talking about earlier with the showcases is kind of like you want to highlight not only different genres of music, but bands that have certain values. Can you talk a little bit about what those values are and why you would
2: choose these bands? It's, it's simple. It goes back to like human nature, you know? Uh, when you meet people, are they respectful? Are they interesting? Are they interested in you? You know, we just try to work with good people. And that's people who are responsive to messages. That's people who are excited about um, getting involved in, in your idea and uh, who have something to bring to the table, uh, but people who are willing to kind of go above and beyond for their band and for the community.
0: Yeah, and they're also all authentic and true to themselves and their art, and they don't put on airs or pretenses, which I think is something that, you know, it maybe is easy to fall into for some bands, but I think it's something to be avoided because, like we've talked about in earlier episodes, that authenticity does shine through, and it does you know, in the long run, help you get more opportunities and a bigger audience and people will resonate more with what you're doing.
1: So we actually had a quick conversation with Sophia, the sound person at Kyber, and she was kind of thrown into this event because the other sound person bailed last minute. And we asked her how it went. Like, were there any issues? No, everybody was really easy and everybody showed up um, on time or early so that actually helped out me for this being my first time here at this venue to have people who were re- really kind and, and um, set up and just kind of let me do my thing and wasn't really very picky about certain things and, and trusted me and I think that that's really important too, like meeting new bands is like a level of trust with the engineers so that, that worked out really, really well. And that's awesome that she had that experience, that she was able to get kind of thrown into this event out of nowhere and really excelled because the bands showed up early, they were on time, they were respectful, they didn't have any crazy requests, and all that combined helped her out and led to a really smooth night. Now, let's take it back a little bit. Let's say you're not even at that point yet where you have that show. What are the things you have to do? What are the things you have to have set up to get that first
2: show? So I think uh, you need to have some music recorded and it doesn't have to be, you know, of an expensive recording or anything like that. But at least a quality demo that you feel uh, gives people a preview to what the performance will be, what the sound will be. Um, and along with that, you want to have kind of quality outreach. So make sure you write a well you know, written email uh, if that's how you're reaching out or Instagram DM or whatever. But make sure it's well thought out, professional. You have links to your music. You know, if you're thinking about bringing other bands along with you, links to their music, ways to follow up, uh, you know, I can be found here, you can text me, you can do whatever, uh, but just giving people a clear path to to follow up.
1: And I guess it kind of goes without saying, today's day and age, you pretty much have to be on social media because you're not sending cassette tapes to these venues. Like they're looking at your social media, they're looking at your Instagram. How many followers do you have? Maybe you have a YouTube page. I mean, what I would like to see if I was a venue is, do you have any videos as well as the audio to listen to as well, but of you playing live? Because sometimes there's a difference between a studio recording where you can program stuff versus a real band. So kind of having those social things set up, I think is huge. And maybe Casey can talk more about that.
0: I think it goes beyond just self-promotion too. It's using social media is a good way to engage with other artists in the scene. And you can get opportunities indirectly that way just by being a part of the scene, commenting, liking, um, whether it's on social media or in person at shows, it just becomes easier if you try to immerse yourself in the scene as much as possible because you don't necessarily have to approach it from a very direct angle of, oh, I need to do X and Y to get this show. Like, You can just see who you meet in the scene and what kind of shows you like and talk to people and you know that is technically networking right but it doesn't have to be thought of in that way the opportunities will follow from there
2: i don't want to say networking but like that term used in like an organic way like show up and hang out and do the thing and like build relationships yeah build relationships like you know um
0: but again in like an authentic way that doesn't feel forced or like you know, you're a nudge or you're bothering people. Just kind of do the hang, be cool, buy some people beers once in a
2: while. And like you know, It'll all come back around. Yeah, you know, it goes around, comes around, yeah.
1: And that was another great point right there from Kevin from Bad Habits Booking. Uh, just like what Casey was saying and what Kevin was saying, it's the ability to really just vibe and be a good person and hang out and chill. And then you talk to people, you make those connections, and if you like them, if they like you, you guys can talk about your bands, and that's kind of how you get other bands for your shows.
0: There's certainly strength in numbers. It definitely helps to have a bill set up ahead of time. Um, You know, not in all cases, as we'll talk about, there are exceptions to that depending on the circumstances, but for the most part, having a solidified lineup is going to help your chances with, with that outreach.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, can we talk about that a little bit? Because that's kind of counterintuitive to someone who may be new to the scene is you would think as a new band, you would just reach out to a venue and say, hey, I would like to play here. What dates are available? Can I play? Can I play? That's not really how it works. It's like maybe, Ian, I'll let you explain, but there's, a, there's actually a way to game the system and make it so they're more likely to actually have you play. But it's not what you would think.
2: Yeah, so I mean, uh, from the venue's perspective, they're trying to fill up their calendar uh, with high quality shows. So, first thing is you have to reach out in advance. Uh, Like, I think when you get started and you think I'm putting on a show, like maybe a few weeks. Yeah, maybe a few weeks ahead might sound, you know, like a long enough time of runway for you, but realistically, You need months and months ahead of time because they're going to be booked out for that long uh, with a bunch of bands. I would say three
1: months is a good rule.
2: Yeah, that's a great rule uh, to go by. But um, instead of just individually pitching your band to get a show opportunity, um, it really helps to kind of have a handful of other bands that are available for the date that you're proposing. Um, You know, work with your band, identify the dates that you're free as a whole unit. And then see if you can flesh out and pitch uh, other bands for that date. And then with that, you have a full bill with bands who are fully available. Um, You know, you're months out of advance, so you have plenty of time to promote. And if you float that to different venues, um, which if you use the plays app, uh, we have a venues category that has contact information and uh, like Instagram handles for all the house venues in the city, uh, all the kind of independent music venues in the city and uh from there you can just pitch those bills for the specific dates that you've identified it's very easy for them to say yes if you come with kind of a full show that's you know baked and ready to promote Um, maybe you put together a few things about how you plan to promote the show um, you know put together your following and how many tickets you've sold in the past and that makes it really easy for venues to to want to book you
1: yeah definitely and i found that method to work most of the time it's you're doing the upfront work for the venue So they don't have to do anything extra. They're just saying yes or no. And, you know, it is a a decent amount of work, but it's what actually leads to more yeses. um, Yeah, exactly. Than leaving it up to the venue to decide who plays and when and confirming and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, and if you make it happen like that, I think the only other thing is like the whole payout structure. Um, So venues will literally present an offer. They'll say, you know, we need to hit this number to break even and cover costs. Um, And then after that, you know, the bands can split the rest of the ticket revenue.
1: So we actually heard from Tammy from Mitamu again about booking and how it's gone for her. Take a listen. Um,
0: It's definitely a hustle. That's the first word that comes to mind. Um, I mean, like in the early days, I would just like go to venues and like, you know, give them my card. Um, But nowadays it's like, you know, it's all online. Um, It can be kind of frustrating, but definitely something not to give up on. Like, it gets easier.
1: And I know from my own experience with my band, Good Friend Electric, it has gotten easier with time, because kind of the more shows you play, the more people just know who you are, and then they reach out to have you play other shows. So don't get discouraged, because it does get easier. And just as Tammy said, it, it really is just about getting your foot in the door, and then it kind of snowballs after that. Now, let's say you've actually gotten your first show. You've You've done what we've said, you've listened to our advice, you've went out, you've gathered a bunch of bands that are good for a Saturday in three months, and you booked it with the venue by emailing them, and they said you're good to go. What are the next steps? How do you sell tickets? How do you kind of promote the event? How do you remind people to show up?
2: It's really just like, uh, you just got to put the time in. Bug your network, bug your people. Uh, I think all of us have people that we know are going to come, like our moms or like our best friends or our significant others. Uh, but you can really just shoot out, you know, text to your network. That's one of the things I do is like a few weeks out because you want to give them enough notice so that they can put it in their calendar or whatever. Um, so you can hit them like a month out from the show and then maybe a week out, just a reminder of that you'll be playing. Um, again, social media is big. Uh, make sure you tag everyone involved, even the venue and, um, you know, the other bands, maybe the talent buyer, or the promoter who's doing the event. Uh, so that they can put it up on their story. And even like if you know the other bands on the bill, uh, be like, hey, guys, we're going to post this week. You guys post next week. We'll each reshare each other's posts and, uh, you know, always respond to comments, always like people's comments on your posts. And that'll just maximize the engagement. Make sure you have the ticket link set up in your bio uh, and just make it accessible. You know, text people the ticket link directly so that they don't have to go Click around the internet to find it.
0: Yeah, and I would say showcase your personality when you're trying to sell tickets via promotion. You know, especially on social media. It's one thing we've been doing for our showcases is um, Instagram, essentially slideshows. Getting to know the artists who are playing, asking them some questions about their background and their goals, and you know, a couple fun questions thrown in. It's just a fun way to get acquainted with who's playing and really get a sense of like who they are as people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what also the uh, previous recordings or live video that you have comes into play. It's it's telling people why they should go to the show. You know, you may have friends that are acquaintances, but they may or may not actually go out. But if you give them a good reason, like a really kick-ass video where you you knocked your socks off on one of your new, your new songs, then they'll come out, or it's more likely they will. So. Yeah,
0: or if you have a funny joke that really resonates with people. Whatever it is, some something memorable that sticks with people and makes them remember. Oh, that cool show is coming up. That artist did this thing. I, I better check that out.
1: Yeah, and it's also it's not necessarily easy. Like we can't we can't just say you just text people and then they all show up. Like it's definitely a work in progress thing, and you get better at it as you go.
2: I think too. Um, one thing to just be conscious of is. I talked about it before, like relationships being a bank account where you have to make deposits and withdrawals. Uh, but like I have this group of cousins that I text. They're around the city in and around the city. Some like music more than others, uh, but I'm always like blasting them with like my shows. And like I've kind of gotten to a point now where I've kind of like burnt that out. Like not not pe- people aren't responding to it. Um, like maybe not. Maybe I'll take a break from like sharing it with that particular group because it doesn't seem to be getting traction um but just like you know if you reach out to to people maybe not every week you know may, just like give people some time or like in between like times that you ask them to come out and support you know maybe ask them what they have going on and see if you can go and support them in some way to kind of return that favor um real quick on the unique content for promotion i know air Devy for the show i believe uh put out a video of her roller skating She was just, like, roller skating down the street and was like, are you coming to the plays show? Yeah, Uh, perfect example. Yeah, and it was just, like, I remember it. Like, it came to mind right when we started talking about this. And uh, just, like, fun stuff. Like, you know, she was just roller skating and took a quick video. And, you know, that's free to do. Uh, You just got to, if you're doing anything fun, you just got to remember to turn on the the camera. For sure,
0: for sure. It sticks with people because it's so saturated. I mean, we hear all the time about how oversaturated social media and the internet is. You'd pay to stand out and have a little fun with it.
2: And uh, just also keep in mind that like people don't buy tickets until usually a couple days before, if not the day before. Um, and so just like don't get discouraged if you're putting a ton of promotion out there and it doesn't seem to be working. Because uh, people do see it. They might just not actually pull the trigger until they need to. Uh, people are, are lazy sometimes.
1: Now, there's different ideas around how you kind of market a show. Like... For instance, having themed shows or like an EP release that's very common, can we talk a little bit about that and for instance, Air Devi had one um, and what that really means and how you can attract people with that?
0: So the value of a release show is to just get the word out about what you're making and to draw a bigger crowd and generate interest in the art that you're consuming. I think it's it's a it's you know it's a bit of a spin on just a standard show where you're sort of centering it on a specific project that you've created and you're emphasizing that this is special and something that people should pay attention to. Maybe you haven't um, had any releases yet, or maybe you have, but you put in a little bit of time playing shows, getting your feet wet as a band or performing if you're a solo artist, um, generating, you know, a little bit of buzz, a few fans, and then um, at that point, maybe you have your first release and you throw a release show, and more people are going to come out for that.
2: Yeah, I think um, it's kind of your show at that point, right? It's your release show. You're the headliner. Um, you have this, you know, EP that's or album that's associated with it. Um, and I've actually heard from promoters and talent buyers that, like, if you send an email and you're putting together a release show of some sort, or it's your first show, like, that's going to catch their eye because they know you're going to promote extra hard for it, right? So it's it's your show. Um, you have a lot on the line. And uh, they're going to kind of reward those opportunities because they know that you're serious and they know that you're going to put the time in for promotion.
1: Yeah. And like kind of what Casey was saying, it gives people who may not normally go to your show a better reason to go because it's a special show. It's, you know, no one's heard this music yet. Or maybe you've only played it for a few friends, but the show you're going to play all 10 songs. So it's like those fringe people or acquaintances that you have, maybe they'll go to that show because... It's special and uh, more of a reason to go out. So I think definitely a good strategy, I think. Are there any other strategies like that? Like kind of how you twist the marketing or
2: approach a show? I think if you're like friends with all the other bands, then it's like you already have those connections with those bands and maybe you share some of the same friends. So like trying to get people... Uh, fans to come out to support multiple acts right instead of them just coming showing up for your set and then leaving You know if it's your community and you have friends on the bill then you're kind of you're, you're casting that wider net and Everybody's networks if you're already friends are going to be somewhat commingled. Um, so it'll be more of like a community kind of like gathering uh, rather than just like a transactional I'm coming to see my band that I want to see Right, And, and right.
0: I don't think, I think the only limits here are the band's and artist's creativity. I think there are plenty of things that you can do to make a show feel more cohesive and engaging. There are plenty of ways artists on a bill can coordinate with each other. You know, maybe there's a shared theme that all the artists dress a certain way or something, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that kind of thing.
1: Or they play together on a yeah, song or they something. Get, exactly. They yeah. guest
0: on each other's songs. Something to, uh, yeah, just make it feel like more of a special event.
2: Yeah, this bill actually, uh, the Tisberries and Riverby actually share some band members. Uh, so that was kind of like a unique angle. And uh, Tyler, I think all of the, none, he played a solo set as the Tizberries, but Doug was in Riverby, who is his bass player. And so he was like, it was weird seeing Tyler play as the Tisberries without me. And uh, it was just because some of the other members couldn't make the show. Um, but again, like that cross-pollination there is a big thing. Um, themes is another thing. Like certain house venues are really good at embracing themes. Um, and that's almost like more of the draw. Uh, is like they're coming to this themed night. It's very fun. Or it's around a holiday. You know, I've been to Valentine's Day shows or other things like that. So just twisting a show around uh, something that's common to everybody is – you know, it's just an, another avenue, you know, maybe I don't have a Valentine, so I'm going to go to this Valentine's Day show.
0: Mm-hmm. And I say don't underestimate a good show flyer either, because if you have a killer design advertising your show, um, even if you don't have a specific theme necessarily, again, going back to social media, it's something that sticks out and it's something that is memorable and that is more going to make that person who saw that more likely to come.
1: So we also got a quick little interview with Riverby from the Showcase. Check out their experience. I feel like before um, the album came out, I was very desperate to send out a lot of emails to every venue, every band in the area to try to see if we could jump on a bill. And it's finally gotten to the point where I get to choose which bills I would like to be on, which I think everybody should be able to decide for themselves. So I'm hoping everybody else can also do that
2: so it seems like there's like a level of confidence there when did you cross that threshold and like how
1: probably when npr put us on like the new music friday playlist i was like well if npr likes us who wouldn't um but also it's just i think it's less more confidence and more like knowing your worth within the scene which i think more people should know and feel for themselves um instead of begging for chances we should put ourselves in those spaces to be able to get those chances rather than wait around for it Now, of course, that's the goal. The goal is to get to that point where you can kind of start picking and choosing the certain shows that you want to play and ones that you don't. That's when you have options, but you can't get to that point unless you get started somehow. And that's the whole thing about this DIY mindset, doing the work yourself, reaching out, putting together the show before you hit the venue up and actually getting those initially booked yourself can get you to the point where other people are just going to call you back and then you get to pick and choose. That's pretty great that they're able to make it to that point, and that's kind of proof that some of this stuff works. But at the end of the day, just have to have fun. That's all. Well, thank you so much for listening this far in. Hopefully, the little tidbits here we gave you on booking were helpful. You know, there were some great points about kind of gathering all of the bands, picking a date far in advance, and pitching that to the venue. I thought it's a, a huge kind of helpful tip for new bands, um, and just the idea around. The more shows you play, the more easier it will be to to book other ones. You'll start to learn who people are who book these shows. You make those connections. There are venues on the Plays app, so you can actually start booking shows, making those connections through the Plays app. And again, if you like the podcast, please share it, rate it, review it. Have any ideas? Let us know. We can talk about it. We can mix it up. Have any music debate topics going on in the scene right now? Let us know and we'll, we'll talk about it. Peace.